endpoint immediately. If you do not leave the area in time, we cannot guarantee your safety. It sounds like we got to go to the police station. It'll be a lot safer there. Somebody told us that. Yeah, it was really handy that they did because it's it's really cool how all the debris seems to like form a path to it, too. So it'll be really easy to get right? there. It just leads us right there. And if we're doing exactly. second run, we just skip right to the police station. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm already inside. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Eagle and Wolf podcast, which is a fan podcast dedicated to casual, in-depth discussions about Resident Evil and other survival horror games. I'm Eagle. I'm Wolf. And join us as we have endless random chats about Resident Evil. <laughs> okay, <laughs> buddy, buddy, you don't need to read that far ahead in the description. No, I we just stick need to, to let the them script know. or I walk. No, but you read the stage direction. Stop. <laughs> Insert yeah, no. scene. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, Eagle. It's our uh, one year. One year. A whole Twelve year episodes. Since, since the nightmare. God, could you believe it? I can't even believe it. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Where did everybody go? Bingo? Leon, no, everyone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Show some compassion. No, they're playing bingo with their but cocks. That, that was actually in Spain. Or actually, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Europe. This lonely part of Europe. Yeah. Uh, but today, our focus is actually on something very, very special. The the ever popular and famous location of Raccoon City. I uh, left my heart in Raccoon City. That's right. And it's kind of weird how in the remake, they kind of made it a thing. It's like, goodbye, RC. And I'm like, I never called it RC before, but I guess that makes sense, right? right? I, yeah, it, it does make sense, and it does feel like, especially with the way the cop cars are designed and or modeled after, like New York City, like they're going for like this metropolitan thing when yeah. it was never that. Well, it was just before like, it was like half a Japanese city, like it was. It was yeah, because those roads are not American at all. Exactly. But anyway, so we thought like for our anniversary, we take it back to the roots, you know, as as the Konami, you know, folks used to say a lot. Uh, well, fuck it. Everyone when, used to say when that a lot. Capcom approached me to. Uh, <laughs> this is to a Resident re- Evil episode. Damn it. We can't we can't fall into these trappings. No. To, OK. To, no. to remake uh, Spencer Mansion. We decided that Jill <laughs> no. needed a pyramid head. <laughs> I thought one of the best endings in our version of uh, the Resident Evil re 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 remake was uh, when Jill woke up and realized it was all a nightmare and that she was crazy the whole time. That was the And best. when you press square, you actually uh, just shoot yourself and that's the game. And I think I think that's innovative. You know, Capcom really loved it. And I'm those, gonna cut uh, all this shit out. <laughs> you know that. And you know those fans, they don't really like get it, but we get it. Uh, at the time of this recording, the Tokyo Game Show is also going on. Can we talk a little bit about that? Uh, sure, absolutely. I, this totally caught me off surprise. They gave us 20 minutes of Resident Evil that we already knew everything about. <laughs> well, you didn't know that you could get it at a worse quality with cloud gaming. That you didn't know. Yeah, they're doing uh, 7, <laughs> 8. Remake 2, Remake 3, all cloud game on the Switch because Capcom wants that money. I mean, they want the most audience, right? Well, look, that make look, okay, no doubt, I get it. It was a really popular game, and yeah, you want to make that game available for everybody. But hey, 
you know what, what else was a really popular game and people kind of want on the Switch? What? You know, Resident Resident Evil 2 and 3 original? And, and you're going through all these fucking hoops to get Resident Evil Village on the Switch by doing this whole thing with cloud gaming that honestly... I mean, I'm sure there are exceptions, but I've heard mainly that that shit doesn't play very well. And you're going through all of this when people have been asking for years for an original port of 2 and 3 on here. Like, come on. But that's why you guys should be playing PC versions of these games. (laughs) Because the community, the Resident Evil community, which you can see on Bone King's... uh, Twitch, where he's playing most of these mods. I have everyone here. They're all on live at the same time. It's fucking great, bud. Like, the fans are doing what Capcom don't. Well, that is absolutely true. It's crazy. I'm getting... I mentioned it before. It's like it's like getting DLC for fucking my childhood. Thank you, Aiden Watkins and Resi Nemesis. You guys are awesome. <laughs> I, I would like to point out, yes, Remake 4 is coming for the PS4. I... I don't know if it's going to be of good quality. Usually when they do a last gen type of thing, the game doesn't do that well or doesn't look that well, but uh, hopefully God willing, it works well. I uh, would like to tell you, Wolf, I don't give a fuck about shadows of Rose. (laughs) Hold on. Before you jump onto shadows of Rose, which is a whole other fucking can here. I just want to say for the PS4 thing with Capcom, I've noticed that they really don't have that problem. They do it often where they release the game for the previous uh, generation, Mm. and they're actually usually pretty good on that. I will give Capcom credit where it's fucking due, but that's not fucking cloud gaming. I'm sorry, I'm on the cloud gaming thing because, like, damn, man, the track record on that has been bad. But anyway, uh, we could go ahead and jump on to Shadows of Rose. Oh, my goodness. So uh, go go ahead and say your your, your part first. Uh, My problem is it looks like a poor man's Silent Hill. Yeah, I mean, we've said this before in the past, too, on a previous... I think we talked about this when they did uh, 7. It looked like PT or something, and everybody had that same criticism. But still, this one, it I don't like the idea of Rose entering the, the Mega My site or whatever in this trailer, and it's literally the same assets of Village. She's in Village... Couldn't we have just, you know, sprung for a whole original take? I don't know. I would like to see you play it so I don't have to. (laughs) And I will. And no doubt I freaking will. One of us is a streamer, folks, and it is not me. I don't have the patience for that shit. And I stream all sorts of stuff. I'm variety. Um, But yeah, so I wanted to mention real quick on on the, the whole asset use thing. I don't mind so much the asset reuse. I think it's fine that they want to reuse a location from Village, especially since this is a DLC from Village. I- I'm not against it. That's That makes sense to me. However, I feel like horror needs to have a certain level of stakes, right? And I feel like going into the mind palace where you can just manipulate things and you have magic powers is not a bad thing. It's not saying it can't be scary either, but it, I don't know. It just feels really, really weird. And I know people are going to be saying, Not only that, like, she's what, glowing. Werewolves? She's like a fucking anime protagonist. Well, most, most bosses in Resident Evil glow as well. I, we, we right, but you're the protagonist. Why are you glowing? <laughs> Again, like, people will say, 
hey, you know, werewolves are a weird thing and they're introducing that, but they have some sort of grounding and I get it, they'll have some sort of grounding here too. I just mean to say that it feels a lot more fantasy horror than regular horror and that's not necessarily a bad thing for everyone but just for me I'm not really super invested I kind of don't care about Rose and I know that most of Village is about that <laughs> like getting you to care but I don't know I, I just well we don't give a shit about her because she's a fucking baby so she doesn't have any personality and the, and the little personality we saw is like in a five minute cutscene at the end of the game and it's where like, she pretty okay. much is trying to be Heather, where she's just like, I'm strong and I've got an attitude back off. And I'm like, man, I miss Heather. We brought it up earlier and how the similarities similarities between Silent Hill and Resident Evil here. Like I told you, like, hey, remember how Resident Evil seven started where it's about like a guy who gets a letter from his, you know, dead wife to go back to a town. And it's my like, wife mm. who died three years ago, sent me a, a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> She, she sent me messages on TikTok. <laughs> My wife, Mary, was a skilled game developer. She gave me a message in a fan game on itch.io. <laughs> My, but, my uh, wife wrote in binary and told me to see her in our special place. <laughs> Club Penguin. <laughs> oh my god. I can't even with you. Anyway, back to the point. Um, no, because that's that was one thing. And then, you know, Village is kind of about like, you know, the baby and being giving birth. The baby? The baby. <laughs> It's about the baby and giving birth to said baby, and that might bring some sort of darkness and doom, unless the main character, who is a dad, you know, does a thing. I don't know. There's just it's some like one like, of my favorite peppering. Japanese animes. I'm not saying Resident Evil is ripping off or anything like that whatsoever. I'm just saying, hey, it's weird that these themes are showing up here. That that's literally it. Uh, yeah. I just, I, it just feels soulless. Well, what Silent Hill was missing, though, was a man of mold. That's that's the one. Yeah, thing, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, is there anything else we should talk about? Uh, besides how off the track this freaking episode has gone so no, far. No, I mean, like... in regards to Tokyo Game Show, we don't do news. But when it comes to Resi, we kind of give uh, uh, our thoughts, especially when it's a remake. Or would you say our remake remarks? I would. A, yeah, that was a great title. And I just wanted to plug it. Oh, thank you. We, we've come. There's so many random titles for these episodes where they're just so last minute and like, damn, why couldn't I think of that at a time where I wasn't pressured? <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So, I mean, thank you. I appreciate that. But um, I just I just want to have one last note about the whole like Capcom publishing stuff. And mm -hmm. I just it feels weird that they they will honor Resident Evil 2 and 3 original on on the websites, on the, you know, the history portal and stuff, but they don't ever provide a way for fans to play the originals. On every single platform, they will instead have just the remake. And I'm not saying like, oh, well, it, the originals are better, but no, people will say like, hey, play the originals if you like them so much. I would fucking love to. I have to fucking go online and find people online to do that shit. I would like to point out, as, as Wolf and I, both par partake a little bit in the fighting game community. Street Fighter has had so many fucking ports. And for their 30th anniversary of Street Fighter, <laughs> they released 
every fucking version of Street Fighter 2 and 3 and 1 for some reason. Uh-huh. And if you pre-ordered it, they released 4 on PS4 and PS5. And why can't they just do that for all the ports of 1? Because I would like to play the Saturn version of Resi 1. Uh, right. The N64 version of 2. And, you know, 3 and shit. Put in Survivor. It's shit. But you have the, the rights to the game. Might as well just, oh, let's see if we can make more money off of it. It's a because legacy collection or some shit. It's just four games on the PS1. There you go. Right. And, and it just feels very simple. And the, the, the reasoning before, at least what I always heard online, was that, you know, pre-rendered backgrounds, they're not going to as easy to, like, you know, update and upscale. And it, it'd be a Bull. whole thing. But fans are doing it, like, themselves. So for I just don't free. understand. They're for doing free. it free. For free. Fucking using AI-generated shit to fill in also, the blanks, and it works George, fine. George, Resident Evil 1 and 0 that have been HD remasters, those use pre-rendered backgrounds, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they do. It's a mix, but yes, yes, they do. Like, you don't understand how fucking ahead of the time like those fucking games are. Like, Resident Evil 1 Remake has fucking ray tracing, for fuck's Ooh. sake. Yeah, and you're like, what the hell? Like, why the... How are they even using this back then? This isn't even a thing. But yeah, no, so um, I don't know. That's just one thing I just get a little bit disheartened whenever there's a Capcom showcase. Because like you mentioned the, the Street Fighter thing. Um, for Street Fighter mm-hmm. 6 in the lobby, while you're waiting for a match, you can play ports of old Street Fighter games in the lobby. I get it. It's like SNES games and they're probably easier to do that with. But I'm just right. saying like it's it's we could do so much more and there's so much love and Wolfenstein stuff for Mega did Man that too shit. with New Order and um the the Colossus one, New Colossus or whatever. Uh Wolfenstein had like dream sequences where you're as BJ playing old versions of Wolfenstein. You get to replay the first two Wolfenstein games. But but bro, even take it back to like back to Capcom, who just relate released a fighting game collection. Like, they're doing collections in the first place. They have Capcom Arcade, and I guess they're waiting for Capcom Arcade, like, 3, because that's the generation of PS1. They're, like, getting until later dates. But shit, man, I don't know. I'm just saying the preservation of this series is not on par with other titles that Capcom has. It's so bizarre. Meanwhile, the Onimusha Dino Crisis fans are dying, uh, buried underwater. Oni who? Doesn't exist anymore. Oh, and don't, don't even don't get me mean, started with the fucking Exo Primal bullshit. I was just about to say, don't you mean uh, Majesty? Yeah, her name's not Regina. Shut up. <laughs> no, and and then they did a fake out. Oh, who are you? And they, oh, it's we don't see the face, but we all know it's gonna be Regina because you're ripping off Dino Crisis. Might as well. It'd be kind of weird know, to have two next characters. Next thing you know, Regina like is Majesty's mother, and we're supposed to give a shit. Whoa. Okay. You connected that in a way. See, I wouldn't even be all that upset if Dino Crisis was connected to Exo Primal. Dude, whatever. If you want to rebrand the series, I I just want Dino Crisis. You know what I mean? But it doesn't oh, look like Dino a survival Crisis. horror. Let me fix that. Sure. A good. Dino. Sure. But I mean, like, at this point, man, I don't know. <laughs> just the Dino Crisis in general would be pretty nice. It's just that the way that it's coming out, it looks much more like an EDF game as opposed to a survival horror. It does so. look like an EDF game with, like... Yeah. 
sprinkled Dinosaurs. anthem from EA or whatever. But but EDF is suits. really fun because like they yeah they do the whole giant bug thing, but they do so much more. Like yeah. EDF is awesome. I highly recommend that. I don't know. I'm just saying Dino Crisis woes. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Let's head to Raccoon. Let's RC. Uh, you're gonna go ahead and take the bike. I'll take the Jeep. Okay. Oh, what? Why do I take the bike? Oh, because I'm you're the Claire main, bitch. All right. <laughs> Come on. Honestly, the first thing that came to mind was me on a bicycle for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's much more energy efficient. You know, I like that. <laughs> you, you, and to be honest, if those of you who have, you know, read Maxwell's whatever. Wait, what's his name? Uh, Max Brooks Zombie Survival Guide, which if you remember, we recorded a commercial for back in school. Yeah, uh, that was uh, our first project together, I think. Yeah, and the, in that book, it says you ride a bicycle because it's more quiet and zombies won't notice it as much. Sound for those advice. who want to see that commercial, you'll see. You'll find it in the description <laughs> no! of this file. It's on oh. my channel. It literally is still on my channel. Yeah, but nobody's anyway. going to dig through that shit yeah. with how much you upload lately. <laughs> Uh, yeah. do, you, do you mind if I go first at bat here? Well, first, let's tell them what we're doing. Yeah, it's our top five favorite Raccoon City places or zones, like our places to visit. Yes, we are taking you on the Raccoon City official tour guide or right. tour, and we're the guides for that tour. You know, might bring a strategy guide with you while we're at it because, you know, <laughs> we might get lost from Bradley Games. From Bradley, Brady Games, dude. Brady. I always thought it was Bradley. It's either uh, that or Prima. <laughs> you're Primo. Um, a Premium. So well, do you mind premium. if I go first, just to give an idea? By Which, all by means. the way, as usual, we never tell each other what our lists have or have not. Right. So our reactions are 100% authentic. Correct. Uh, and there's five of them, by the way. I don't know if we even mentioned there's five. Cinque. Cinque. Uh, that's Italian nice. for five. My number five is Jill's apartment in Resident Evil Three Remake. I disqualify it. Why? Wait, is this an honorable mention or a? No, this is number five. Number five. You're calling that a zone? I'm calling that a place I would like to visit. Yes. Oh, so this is proof how we don't tell each other <laughs> the things that we pick in our list beforehand. I'm thinking that we have to pick like zones like this is the the stage that's like a, a room <laughs> it is it is an, it's a small apartment but well, it has two rooms yeah yeah but it has so much easter eggs that it's filled up a, an entire i would say lab worth of of easter eggs like you see the little green herbs you see the uh the rocket launcher that you see the beret one. you see the cop mm -hmm. car you see her dog which is her boyfriend um, <laughs> which is her, yeah, that was a weird confirmation on that end, huh? Good chance they could be her boyfriend and we finally get to see it and we're like, wait. <laughs> Not only that, I think the setup of the apartment is really great. I think when you have, by the way, there's going to be spoilers. Oh, well, um, we already spoiled so much, but yes. <laughs> I feel like at this point we should just put spoiler alert. For every this, episode. This is a spoiler cast. The entire yeah. thing. But I feel with, with the way the game sets it up, you have that great, not fake out, but a great showing of PTSD for Jill with her nightmare of becoming a zombie. I thought it was great. And then you have Nemesis breaking through the fucking wall and just beating the shit out of you. 
I think is also great. You also see the decline of Jill's like where she's doing conspiracy theories, like umbrellas behind it. Who's following me. You have this entire wall filled with like notes of where umbrella is all throughout raccoon city. And it also gives you this idea. You're going to explore a lot of shit in this game. You don't. So (laughs) I really like the room for the hope it gave me and not the disappointment that the later part of the game would. My goodness. I, I feel like I, I totally agree with you in the sense that like, I do enjoy the extra context that that room gave, like the original Resident Evil three while badass that she jumps out of a burning blaze of a building. There's not a lot of setup outside of, Mm. well, never mind. No, there's the entire intro monologue, but I feel like this is much more of a, I don't know, cinematic way of doing that as opposed to the narration in the beginning that's just saying, hey, Umbrella fell. Uh, I'm just getting prepared. I wish people weren't so dumb. I'm going to get out of here. That's basically what the intro of RE3 is getting across with the little slideshow thing. But at least in the remake, for its faults, had a really nice connective tissue between Resident Evil 1 and Resident Evil 3 and how Jill was kind of tormented and how Umbrella was still targeting her. Like, There's a lot more interesting shit that they kind of went with. It's a pity it doesn't go much further <laughs> as yeah. the game goes it's on. A, it's a massive letdown. And we've talked about uh, it, which I, you can I listen hate... on the Raccoon City uh, special, the RE3 special on uh, Fan Freaks Podcast. I hate the fact that every time we talk about Resident Evil 3 Remake, it's it's negatively. Because it's not a bad game, man. It's not. It's just, you know, not enough it's of just the short city. And- doesn't have a lot and it it just it's compared to what we were expecting it's it's not up to that level no not even close so i don't know at all there's anyway. no puzzle in it there's there's no puzzle can what? can we even call it a resi game when there's no puzzle what do you mean there's no puzzle what's the puzzle in resident evil 3 remake there's a ton of puzzles in resident evil 3 remake what are you talking about what puzzle okay first there's turning on the subway there's a whole you thing call that a the puzzle, names, right? Well, you have to get the names in the right order and doing different things. Yeah. Then there's t- turning on the different uh, they switches. They fucking handled you through every puzzle. It's an action game. They, they should have made that a fucking uh, standalone VR shooter or some shit. I mean, okay, if we're going to start call- pointing fingers on what's an action game, Resident Evil 3 itself is kind of more of an action-y title. And even in general, they were taking Yeah, but the original so definitely had puzzles where you had to think. Look, just because I can't remember any puzzles in Resident Evil 3 Remake doesn't mean there weren't any, I don't what think. What about the shitty music box? And if you had tinnitus, it'll kill you. Or the water sample. No one... Okay, I never understood why anyone said the music box was a hard puzzle. I never felt that way. It was As long as you hear the song and how it's supposed to sound once, you figure out how to solve the puzzle. You, you remember Chrissy, Right. Right. She I would love to hates, have on, by the way. She hates that music box puzzle because it she has somewhat tinnitus, so it like really hurts her ears when she has to hear it. And since oh. the placement of the things is random because the game is full of RNG, you yeah. have to technically hear it. Same with the water sample, it's never the same twice. I was okay with the water. This is now an episode about um puzzles in Resident <laughs> Evil. Uh but top yeah, five no. RC puzzles. 
We write that down. We should fucking really do that in terms of like top puzzles because that's a really good topic too in terms of what it was difficult. So when I, I was brought love... on for Resident Evil Three Nemesis, I oh, helped no. out with the battery puzzle and I told them that they should switch it out and that it was Jill's trauma instead of the battery that powered the elevator to go fight Hi, Nemesis. Dave, David Chaffee here. What you described to me was actually just utterly terrifying. Um, I was like literally <laughs> shitting myself like as you were speaking and I was looking up a strategy guide on how to deal with the trauma that you just gave me. Um, so thank you. Uh, David Chaffee here. Goodbye. <laughs> it was both of them, God damn it! It was fucking both of them. That fucking... We're not going to start this whole thing about Silent Hill. This is have... Hideo Kojima. Uh, Kojima no, son. people have already clicked off. <laughs> People have already clicked off. You're done. All right. Uh, what's your anyway. number five? What's your number five? Oh, I thought you're doing full list. We're taking turns. Oh, oh, I thought we were taking turns. We're doing full list. Yeah. We never this do isn't these an, shows anymore. This isn't an all stars, buddy. <laughs> this is a list. That's a different show. We don't do that show. Oh, um, right, right. So my number four is going to piss off uh, the Bone King, the oh. wolf, as it were, because it's an outbreak location. It is also that would my piss me favorite. Off? It is my favorite outbreak location, and it is Jack's Bar, otherwise oh, known yeah. as the place of Kevin's tab, because that motherfucker mm. has a tab. You are a dick. <laughs> told you. Told you. Okay, you want me to take it fine. out? I'll put, I'll put one of my honorable No, mentions. no. I also have backups, but that is an extremely good pick, and I agree with that choice. Can we talk about just what a great setup for a game? Notice it's very similar to what I was saying about Jill's apartment in my la- in my fifth pick. My but last this, episode. In my <laughs> last, yeah. But here you have this like revolutionary setting where none of the characters really, we, we don't know any of them. They're, none of them are legacy characters to Resident Evil. And we all know Resi loves their l- legacy characters. Leon um, has to come back, dude. Yeah, Chris and he has must to still return. be. He still has to act like he's 22 while his actual age is 42. Um, but yeah, I love Jack's Bar for its beginning. Um, the way the city progressively gets worse and worse, and you're seeing it as it's crumbling down. Um, you also have a lot of great Easter eggs to be found. Barry Burton's uh, whiskey bottle, you know. You you also get to find out about these characters and how they interact. Mark has to carry his friend up, who's slowly turning, as we all know. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, his name is Bob, okay? Got it. He only um, shouts it 50 times. Come on. like. <laughs> and then you have exploring the city streets and just that great ending where you have to blow up a street that's oh my filled God, yes. to the brim with like a football yards worth a football fields worth excuse me of zombies that's fucking uh-huh. amazing talk about like a punch in the face of how good to start a game with and then we go right to the hive and just slow grind to a halt <laughs> and then we deal with so many random floors and levels and yeah hey, we're not gonna guys, get into remember sewer characters here's a leech man well that's the hive yeah, I don't like the hive. That's way later. No, no, no. I'm talking the, the the one after was, oh, uh, but you, outbreak below is below freezing, freezing point. point, which is yeah. just the RE2 lab, but way more complicated to get around for whatever reason. Right, and then we find out about Yoko. You know, goddamn outbreak, man! Like that's such a fucking good game. It's way ahead of its time. The level of fucking detail in these environments, and I hope you understand. 
Outbreak also, was... Also, thanks to uh, Resident Evil 3 Remake making Outbreak canon. That is true. Uh, Rita's confirmed. Well, actually, not not only Resident Evil oh, 2 Remake. Oh, 7. Re- 7 confirms Alyssa made it. Your so. main... Yeah, You're my mean. girl made it out. I'm so happy to hear that, man. If anyone needed to get the fuck out of there, it's her, damn it. But anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, I just want to take a minute because, yes, Jay's bar and Outbreak is... Uh, no, it's Jack's bar. No. See, here's the confusion. It says Jack's bar in Jay's bar, but the Outbreak scenario selection says Jay's bar. Fuck off. I don't, I don't get it. I can't explain it. And then there's Bar Jack in three. And then there's Bar Jack. So like, they really just move it around a lot. There's really no confirmation. I feel there's like somebody at Capcom hates anybody who's named Jack and they're always an alcoholic. Or they love it so much that they need to keep using it for badass things. What, Jack? Jack Krauser? Oh. Like, well, I he, don't know, they do that. Too, they do that, too. And I don't remember him being an alcoholic. He might have been, but I don't know. Unlike you, <laughs> comrade, I drink American. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I just, I want to take a minute to that talk explains, about... That explains God why he it. calls him comrade. He fucking drinks vodka. Piece of shit. <laughs> Unlike you, comrade, I drink stolen Nokia vodka. Krauser, stop talking like that. You're an American. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> Anyway, don't fuck uh, with my tequila sunrise, Leon. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, no, sorry. I mean, I'm in get, a good mood get today. All, get all your drinking jokes out. We're in a bar, I guess. Like, I guess it yeah, makes we're sense. in the bar. We're in the bar. But I, I, yes, this location was high on my list. And fuck it, I will tell you where it was on my list when we get there. But um, I get um, yeah no, but I'm not gonna have it be my pick because I don't want to have double picks and there's a lot of places we could talk about. So I'm gonna go ahead and talk about it here. If there was ever a location or a bit of Resident Evil story or anything from the game that I would say, hey, make a Universal Studios ride on that. Oh, it's wow. the outbreak scenario from didn't beginning they, wait, to no, end. No, they didn't do that because they had it for Halloween Horror no, Nights. They and did I went all, to that one. They did uh, Resi 2, just Resi 2, right? Yeah, it was Resident Evil 2, but it was in such a... For those of you who don't know, I'm sorry, Halloween Horror Nights is a thing in Florida where around Halloween they'll do different haunted houses based on different properties. It's just a theme park thing. Every, yeah, every and, theme park has, has this, but Universal specif- specifically is called Halloween Horror Nights, and they usually do something from a franchise, and they did exactly. Resi. So, yeah, I somehow... they did Resi, too. Somehow they got Resident Evil. It was just Resident Evil, and it was Raccoon City, and it was just so weird because you were going through a zombie city, and that was cool, but they didn't really do any of, like, the locations from Resident Evil 2. It was just a zombie city. There was a guy in green makeup that was supposed to be the hunter. Nemesis was about your height, and my the other height part, being 5'11". Yeah, he was just average normal height. And I'm like, oh, that right. ruins the effect a bit. And the thing is, they lean oh, super watching, hard. Oh, they watched Resident Evil Apocalypse and they were like, yeah, that's it. Right yeah, there. pretty much. And they just ran that's with that. But that's probably what they did, though, because that's probably how they got that IP was how the movie got popular. And they just ran with that. But they leaned into the game aspect in the sense that there were pause screens where you would go into a room and time was frozen and it was like, what? This I is a weird hate that thing. that right now. 
I kind of yeah. One of them was Leon falling off a building, which I thought was funny. But like, I don't know. It was I, I don't know. I'm, this was completely besides the point. But I just mean to say that the pacing of the outbreak scenario is so fucking good. It's such a great. Uh, what's it called? What, what's it called? A snippet of like a project to get a, a vertical slice. It's such a, a great vertical slice of the Raccoon City incident that it is one of my favorite locations and zones of Resident Evil. And it just progresses as it yeah. goes. It, it, I love how it very much emphasizes that these people don't know each other. Like the main characters of Outbreak, they just happen to be at this bar on the same night. I mean, yeah, Bob and Mark know each other, but like all the other playable characters, they're just there. And, and Bob then they doesn't all count because you can't play as Bob. Ah, yes, you can. Mods. No. Remember how I said Outbreak was so ahead of its time and fucking amazing? Every single NPC model is playable. Okay, but the Bob in the story, you can't play. In that scenario, no, but you can play as Bob in that scenario. So you, and Bob have two can hold Bobs. Bob. Yes. Got it. Dude, Outbreak is so good. <laughs> like, so anyway, my number three. <laughs> I'm just saying that it was it's such a great progression and it it's a Listen, great vertical I slice am, of I understand, I understand, Wolf, that you're a Silent Hill fan. You have difficulty letting things go, but let the past die, kill it if you have to. I thought so you were going to say you're dead. And I was like, oh, I guess. <laughs> uh, my number three is a place that we didn't see in Resident Evil 3 Remake. But we saw in Resident Evil 3. St. Michael's Church. Oh, this place is so pretty. Can we talk about just how fucking hauntingly gorgeous it is? Like the marble architecture on the second floor with the spiders. And just... I really love the the keys in this, the Chronos mm -hmm. key of time. Like I like it when it's themed. It makes me like really, oh, this is themed. It's so cute. That uh -huh. was fucking amazing. Also, come on, man. The chapel, the fucking chapel, which you know, Jill's fucking infected. And you and I both know at this point in the fucking series, we've never seen anybody recover from an infection. I'm sorry, Sherry did. But we didn't. We were like, "Holy shit! It's one of the mains. Is she gonna die? Are we gonna play Carlos throughout the rest of the game? Where the fuck's my grenade launcher?" And it was our introduction also to Nemesis T two, um, the different Gamma hunters, a Carlos being a fucking scientist for no reason. Um, if I just smush them together, <laughs> I did also, it. it. Gives me the puzzle I hate the most, which is the jewel puzzle, the obsidian. The amp, I fucking hate that. So puzzle. we were talking about puzzles that we hate, right? Earlier, and okay, everyone tune in loves for the to top talk five about puzzles it. we hate. Man, oh my god, that one drives me up a wall. But but I have one thing to add to this, and it's my only. I, I agree with you on everything. This entire the the clock tower, I think, because this is yeah. all on a clock tower. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. an amazing location and kind of a small little homage to RE One in terms of architecture. So it's like super neato, but. The remake, of course, doesn't have this, right? And everyone is really upset about it because it's such a great location. But here's the thing, right? That kind of bothers me a little bit. Yeah, I get it. We're just going to consolidate it and put the clock tower in the hospital and do those locations together. Fine, whatever. I can get behind that. But, you know, it's really weird because hospitals have chapels in them. 
Yeah. So you could have just done the chapel scene still and still kept the hospital building. No, but, but they instead chose not we needed to. A, 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 a fucking Spartan uh, crude raw emergency room. And I'm supposed to evoke the same emotion as a chapel. Which, by the way, also Resident Evil 3 Nemesis in the St. Michael's Church in the Clock Tower has some of the best music in there from the original song. Right. It's also really strange that they replaced a Nemesis boss fight with a zombie horde. Like, that, he's in the game. Just use, use him. him. Like, yeah. he's already there. Just fucking use. So here's what I propose. I'm not talking to Capcom right now. I am talking to you modders out there. It's one room. Like, retexture the church if you could. Like, into that little emergency room. It, she's already on a thing to lay down. I I don't know how easy that'd be, but it's Just one room, Just make it room, the right? altar. Yeah, yeah. And then all you have to do is swap out the zombie spawns with Nemesis if possible. And then, bam, it's there. No clock tower, but at least we're closer, right? I don't know. I've right. got a lot of mod ideas, but I'm not good enough to do it. I'm sorry. If anybody's teaching courses on how to mod games, Bone King is very interested. Uh, I'll stream if they're it. Free. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I just wish I saw it in like upscaled graphics and all that. Maybe I'll wait another forty years for Capcom to re-release it. I mean, remake it again. Hey, man, we, we're gonna get another remake of one. It's not entirely out of the uh, realm of possibility, so. Fuck. Really? That's confirmed? I, or is it's that... not confirmed, no, but I just I see it as something inevitable. Like they're reincarnate like remember how you said in terms of legacy characters, how they need to come back? This extends a human lifespan. We are now reincarnating them by just perpetual <laughs> remakes of the same five games. I just I foresee this happening, and God, I hope I'm wrong. Just like, in every every time in lore, fucking Chris Redfield, who's an Air Force veteran and dishonorably discharged by eighteen nineteen, yeah, and he gets to be a cop, you know, just to um, make sense for him to be like forty in Resident Evil Six. Right, and, and there's definitely going to be other games, right? Because Village came out, and Ethan Winters. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that'll be everything. I just, I kind of see this being a perpetual cycle down the line. But anyway, uh, let's move on. What's your next location? My next location is one that we quote a lot. Like we we reference it a lot. Oh, I was is, like, we quote the location. Like it's no, no, we we <laughs> reference it a lot. Because we love one man that's in it, always. And that's Kendo Gunshop. Who are you? What are you doing here? Hold your fire! I'm a human! I don't have a clue, darling. Um, there was a mod I think I found on YouTube where they Kendo just keeps screaming throughout the mod. <laughs> and it's just so annoying. But let's 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 put some backdrop into this. You start behind you is just fire just a shitload of fire a flipped over truck zombies are on fire and not on fire and they're coming to swarm you you have no you don't know what you're doing you don't know what the buttons do you have all these zombies coming at you you don't know what buttons to press you don't have any ammo you have one clip in your gun if you're leon it's 18 if you're claire it's 13 and you're just like these zombies are taking five six shots to just go down they'll get back up yeah so you just gotta run you're running you're fucking scared you're dodging zombies left and right 
You make it to a place that's safe. It's a momentary respite. You have a man that's aiming a gun at you, and he's like, who are you? What are you doing here? And he's your first real person outside of another playable character to tell you, I don't know what the fuck's going on. This shit is is breaking down. So you're there, and the first thing you do is you look around for some ammo because you just spent some on, ki- on trying to kill zombies. And as soon as you walk away from getting some ammo, a scene triggers, poor Robert Kendo's slaughtered and, and killed. Your reward, if you do kill all these zombies, is either a shotgun or a bowgun. And as any Claire Main knows, forget the bowgun. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. But you you have this this great location that we later see also in Remake 2 and 3, which has a lot more life. And then you find out lore through it in the N64 release where there's a file of Robert explaining that he gave out guns for people to save themselves from the city. Like, yeah. it's so much lore in such a little room, but it also gives you the big, the first big jump scare of the game. It's the, <laughs> the, the dog yeah. jumping through the window of the game right in the beginning. It definitely was striking. Like, it, it when I first played that game, that was a scene that definitely replayed in my head. Like, the whole, oh, my God, they broke through the window. God damn, why would that guy not barricade the window? I, he did put the car, like, the Jeep in front to think, like, maybe that would work. But I don't know. They managed to get really in there, no problem. So, yeah, and you mentioned, like, oh, if you kill all the zombies, you can pick up the shotgun. Ha, just run in there and grab it and leave. The zombies are eating. You're them, really so you good at minutes. dodging. I don't know how you do it, but I always end up <laughs> killing things. It, again, Resident Evil just supports so many different gameplay styles. Um, but yeah, no, that's such a great location. And one that I think the remake actually does such a good job adding more to it even. Yeah. Like, Jill and Robert Kendo have never spoken to each other once in the entirety of the series. Until but we the know remake. through lore and through just understanding of the Samurai Edge and the lore of that, we do know that Robert Kendo is really closely affiliated with stars, mostly because of Barry Burton. So it just emphasizes that that the well, depth of the, the relationship there. We're seeing it, though, because we would only hear about it in notes previously about the Samurai Edge, as you said, but then Resident Evil 3 Remake literally has them talk. And you're like, oh, fuck, these characters are like friends. And they've never spoken to each other before. Jill has friends outside of stars. How weird, right? Yeah, she's a real person. It is still a contact. Wait, she's a people? (laughs) (laughs) We needed to include one Claire thing. Um, well, I won. I was gonna bring up Code Veronica when you mentioned the bowgun earlier. I was like, wait until Code Veronica, then it'll be fucking worth a damn. But uh, it takes a minute for that to evolve, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it takes a couple games and a generation. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna hit you up with my honorable mentions. Okay. First up, Resident Evil Two: The Lab, the OG Ooh. Lab. I nice. fucking love the setup of the lab. How Right after a huge fight with Birkin in the marshalling yard, you are exhausted. Depending on who your character is, you leave your NPC save or whatever. I don't know. Your Sherry or your Ada Uh in this security room and you go off and explore and you're finally here. This is the end. I loved it. 
Um, nice. Also, the monitor room. I love the layout of the monitor room. Don't worry. We'll be talking about it more soon. Uh, <laughs> That's why I'm like, honorable mention, huh? <laughs> also, an honorable mention here. I love the layout of it. The Raccoon University. Sure. I love the layout of it. I love how cool it looks. I <laughs> love Thanatos being fucking a piece of shit, and I fucking hate him at the same time. But I love, I love how design. he's taken out by a cable. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, listen, Cable's a really good X Men character, but man, man, <laughs> I, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, just I'm sorry. You kept saying man. Here. I'm like, is he gonna say something? All right. Oh um, my god. My number one. Is the OG Resi 3 uh, Nemesis finale, The Dead Factory. Wow, really? This, for me, is amazing. Interesting. Let me me explain why. Okay. After playing the game as many times as I have, you actually now can pinpoint how to get which ending purely on how you enter The Dead Factory. If you push Nemesis off... You get the bad ending, which is no Barry. But if you jump off the bridge, you get Barry. And I always go get Barry. But, but that, you know. That choice. I'm sorry, but I have the giantest, like, bone butt about that. In your head, the options are push the monster off or jump to your possible death. Which option do you think you're probably going to go for? Well, considering how Jill has survived so much, you can probably make the argument through plot I armor. Fu- I would have fucking cried laughing if you pick jump off and it just goes to a you are dead screen. I would have fucking... You know what? Like- <laughs> I kind of... I think that's a missed opportunity from from Capcom back in the day. Oh, you are dead. That's it. Let's also talk about the fact that you have an optional rocket launcher get in this location. You don't need the rocket launcher. And it's the same one from Resident Evil 1, so it's, like, more of a callback that Jill's using it. But that's, like, a reward to do, like, an extra piece of puzzle there. You also have, I think, one of the best interesting boss fights in it, which is the Acid Room. Mm. It's, It's visually impressive. I really like using the environment against Nemesis. It's everything that you've done from the beginning of the game to the end. You think he's dead, but you the as soon as you get out of there and you're trying to get to the helipad or whatever the fuck, next thing you know, oh, you see a difference of change. You see bubbles coming out where it's like, oh, is Nemesis breathing underwater? What the fuck? I always thought dead Bitch factory, can't even swim. Bitch can't even swim. I always thought Dead Factory was just a dirty, disgusting, decrepit laboratory, and I loved it. You also get naked zombies and researcher zombies, and it just works really well for me. I really like it. You know, that's that's absolutely fair, and I, I think it's weird because, like, Dead Factory, as you're describing it, yeah, it's a great location. I will never say it's a bad location. I just think that in comparison, yeah, you know what? You bring up a good point with the griminess of it because it feels less like one of the other labs. It has its own identity and how gross it is. Yeah. I, I do like that a lot. Um, I just think that some of the setup, like getting, 
in terms of getting this, the certain ending you want and the events you want to happen is always so nebulous in that fucking game for me. So I'm like, dude, I got to make sure I do the right thing. And it's never what I think it is. And like, I don't know. It, it It's I do like the acid boss room. Absolutely. I think that's a very creative fight and having to, it, it's very resident evil in terms of yeah. a boss fight. You need to use the environment and run around. It's not just dumping all the ammo into it and finishing the game with a magnum is really fucking cool, too. But, um, well, not, you know what I mean? Close enough. Besides oh, man. the giant particle the fucking, cannon. The laser room where you see literal corpses of special forces military fighting tyrants. Mr. Y and Mr. Z. Right. And what does Nemesis go after to eat but a super tyrant? Because he has the T-virus in him. So he's like, oh, let me get the hardest de- uh, generating T-virus. So that'll give me more life or whatever the fuck. That, that is an interesting location. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but it's a very good pick. And I do like your list a lot. Could you do me a favor and run through the whole list real quick? Yeah, I got Jill's apartment, Jack's bar, St. Michael's, the Kendo gun shop, and Dead Factory. All right. Solid list. Uh, a lot of smaller rooms than I was expecting. So you'll, you'll notice that uh, my list is a little bit bigger, but that's okay. Hey, listen, my list is small, and I know how to use it. I mean, while mine is bigger, it it might be very unwieldy, but hopefully with my experience, I'll be able to handle it. Listen, my list is small, but I know how to use it. (laughs) Yes, as we heard. Anyway, I was thinking about this list for a bit, and it was surprisingly very difficult to put together a list of, You having difficulty with a list? Say less. Listen, all right. I've got plenty of lists, all right? And you're on one of them, so back off. <laughs> um, but anyway. <laughs> I thought you said lisp. <laughs> okay. God damn it. So what's anyway, number five on your list? Thank you. Thank you. Let's, get, let's put this train back on the track, please. Uh, number five. To start us out, I kind of have a, a, a pick that I don't think you're going to expect. Oh? Yes. Because my number five pick is from Resident Evil 3. Oh, yes. And in fact, it's a location that was not covered in the remake. Oh, yes. That's a letter that comes after N. I don't know why you keep saying it. No, I'm kidding. I fucking um, I should have packed a lunch for this. Pitter patter. You're right. You're right. You're right. What, what OK. Else? All right. It's the Raccoon Park from Resident Evil 3. That's actually really good. So it's I have really, never it's really good. I have never come across a location in Resident Evil where the enemies are fucking randomized. (laughs) Like, we have an in-game randomizer in this one goddamn fucking three-screen area, which... Bro, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of depth. There's verticality in terms of a little stair area above. You could shoot out the little lamppost to cause extra damage. There's like different sections of the park for varying. It's like, raining enemies. and then it's not after the fight with Gravedigger. It changes the environment a little. It changes the sound. It's great. Yeah, there, there's a lot in just this small little location. And I just feel like I really want randomized elements to be a thing but not be relegated to just fucking puzzle solutions you know like if if you want to randomize some enemy placements that might make it more interesting I can fucking handle that what I can't handle is god math while I'm doing a speed run what the fuck like you're not you're not great at math 
I'm horrendous. And now you're asking me to do it on a time limit. That's why I get so nervous with fucking speed runs that and not saving. I'm not going to lie to you that that adds a level of, oh, my God, I'm starting from the fucking beginning. <laughs> Even with most randomizers, I'm like, I don't breathe until I save once or not randomizer. Sorry, speed runs. If I can save once, I'm going to breathe after I do that. Anyway, you know what else is great about the park? Just really quick. I love the rope, the water bridge. Yeah, that is so fucking scary because it's either zombies or hunters. And those are two very different things to deal with. (laughs) Very different extremes. (laughs) Um, Even I that don't like running, I'll run from a fucking hunter if that shit pops out of the water. Well, the gammas, especially they just one hit you with the fucking swallow. Fuck that. Like, they're somehow better at swallowing than I am. Well, hold on. Let's not get <laughs> uh, Anyway. Uh, d- yeah, no. And also, there's this other hallway around the side that leads to, like, a chain link uh, gate fence. And yeah. it, when I first went there, it was a Hunter Gamma. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'll be back. And I got all stocked up, went back to that room, and it's a dog. It was a Cerberus. And I'm like, What? So this concept of a randomized like element of enemy placements is awesome. And the idea of a zombie uh, like zombie outbreak park is very appealing to me. So much so that I'm going to lead into my number four. What's your number four? Raccoon Zoo from Resident Evil Outbreak, otherwise known as the location of wild things. So the beginning the elephant. Okay, so. I hate the elephant too, but not that elephant. I hate the elephant restaurant. That is the beginning part of that scenario. I love the park itself. I love the zoo. I love how open it is. There's the 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 fucking main goal of this zoo area is you need 12 medallions. Maybe more, maybe less depending on the difficulty, but you need these medallions and they're out here, okay? It's up to you to find them, and there's more than the set amount. So you don't need to find every single one of them, but you need to find enough to get out. So it basically creates like some sort of mini Resident Evil zone, like an RPD or something where you're finding the key items in one bigger zone, but kind of like square-rooted to where it's like a little bit smaller, but it's still got that experience of exploring an entire zone. And that's why I love Wild Things. I feel like there's a little bit of a a missed potential with the lack of zombies. There are like no zombies in Wild Things when you get in the park. However, there are fucking zombies in the beginning part that I hate because basically all you have to do to gain access to all of this fun shit is go into a restaurant and get a key. But here's the issue. These doors are fucking locked. And unless you're Alyssa, that shit's not going to open unless you're kicking it for 20 minutes. So you could go around the front of the restaurant and go into the kitchen that way, but that door's locked. So, like, it's See, just as really as a Kevin main, I always kick doors. It takes long picking the lock with Alyssa. Like, you need someone to distract the zombie that's right next to the locked door so that you can pick the lock. Because if not, that guy will grab you, stop the lock picking, and you have to do it all fucking over again. So, like, this... And there's so many zombies in that area that it just gets very messy. You can have the entire scenario tank just from that little intro bit. And it's, it's really annoying. Aside from that... I really enjoy wild things. I love how there's multiple bosses. Like, you could fight either the elephant or the lion as the final boss, depending on whether or not you fucking trap the elephant in there. 
And again, I just, I think it makes very good use of a location in a city. It's not just a factory. It's something a city would have. Right. I'm not trying to throw shade on a factory. Like a factory is a good location too. But like we've seen a warehouse kind of concept done very often. So like it's nice to see, hey, this is a location people would go to in a city like entertainment wise. And that appeals to me. So we uh, went from Raccoon Park to Raccoon Zoo, which I can only assume uh, assume are like close to each other. Like maybe Mm -hmm. this is all in Raccoon City Central Park. And it's yeah. like all in that big, big middle area. But yeah, anyway, I, could, I could see that coming. Yeah. We're going to basically get out of the zoo and we're going to go ahead and take the subway down and head to our next location there. So my next area is the, um, oh God, South. Oh God. It's called South Station. Oh God. Oh good. It's the fucking subway from Underbelly. Oh, okay. It's like South Central Station. It's not a very remarkable name either, but I'm just saying that the this location from Underbelly is probably my favorite outbreak map. And yes, I am kind of going out back to back outbreak. I feel like no, it's, I mean it's that's a fair fine. You're entitled. You're entitled. Honestly, I thought for a second you were gonna say the subway from Raku- from Resident Evil Three Remake. I'm like, it's it sucks. What are you talking about? See, I I think I would have rather have said the subway from Silent Hill 3, except the subway from Silent Hill 3 is a fucking nightmare, and I would never say that. Tune in for the top five areas in Silent Hill. But that place isn't even in Silent Hill. (laughs) Anyway, um, but yeah. Featured in Silent Hill games, sorry. I want, to, I want to talk about Underbelly a little bit. Um, this is one of my favorite short and sweet uh, outbreak maps. It, it does kind of get weird when the, the ticks start coming in and replacing the zombies. I'm not a big fan of that. But I think it's such a great location in terms of where you would fight zombies and, you know, people go and seek refuge underground and try and seal it or whatever. Yeah. Try and move around there. But it, it's, it's a, another... See, this is something that Outbreak did really well. And it also didn't kind of do very well. It made really nice use of like community locations in Raccoon City. While at the same time, whenever they did a lab or anything, it was super unnecessarily complicated. Mm. So like it's it's pros and cons. But I feel like it's a massive pro with Underbelly because um, it really does use everybody's abilities very well, too, in the sense that Alyssa is very useful. Hence why I really like this map. And it's short because you open everything. It, dude, if you are Alyssa in Underbelly, your job is to get to that fucking East Con- uh, Concord door or whatever the fuck, unlock that shit, fucking go down, unlock the employee room, unlock the other side so the other two people can get into the employee room by just clicking the door and then running to the back end and opening that. Your job as Alyssa is over. All you have to do is survive until the end now. Like really, like all like that is her biggest contributions in terms of opening shit up, and it's vital though. So it may seem like it's little, but if you don't do that, you are slapping the door for fucking fifteen minutes until you open it, unless you find a key, <laughs> which I don't even know where the fuck that is. So I don't know. Right. Uh, I think Jim, Jim, his abilities. I love Jim in that map because he works at the subway. So he has advantages in that map. And this is something Outbreak did a lot too, where he has a locker key and he could just open the employee room and just get in there because he fucking works there. But he also has a vent, a vent ability where if you just go into any vent, it has a random chance of spitting you out of any vent in the fucking map. So 
But Alyssa sounds easier than than a randomized vent. I mean, literally, in terms of ease, all you have to do is press X on the vent. But yeah, getting it to go to the right place. But there's a chance you just go straight to the fucking power room. And you're like, oh, I'm here now. I'm basically almost done. So you get Alyssa, you get Jim, and you get one more character to make this fucking map a cakewalk. And that is my my friend David King. David the Plumber. Oh, Mario. he had Mario has such a fucking <laughs> advantage in this goddamn map in the sense that once you fucking unlock the doors and go down to the basement of the subway to where the power room is, you need to fix a pipe. So you turn on the electricity, go back up, grab the the the, the duct tape from the storage room, and then you go back down and fix it. Guess who has duct tape on them already? Fucking David. So like he, all he has to do is just go up to it. I'm done. Let's go. And you're already on the second phase. It's underbelly is such a nice construction in terms of while while wild things kind of replicated a zone of Resident Evil. Underbelly is like, yeah, but what if everybody had a use, right? I mean, maybe maybe not so much Kevin because I'm trying to think what his benefit outside or Mark. of being fast. What would Mark be able to do, bro? I don't know. I mean, he Mark is just always useful, which is kind of a thing in the sense that in his block ability is just so fucking good. Like he can basically take almost any damage and that's always viable in any map you're going for. So I don't know. He's so good when you're dealing with fleas and shit because they're going to be constantly trying to push you around. He just mm. fucking iron golem stance and then he's just fucking defensive. It's great. Give him a push broom and he's just essentially godhood status. Um, but yeah, no, I Eat I really shit, like Kratos. <laughs> Eat shit. And Yoko, she's got a backpack. She can hold all the shit in the storage room. She, she will be your fucking item box for you. It's great. But um, yeah, no, so that's Underbelly. I won't go. I think I just kind of really went over too much into it, but I really like this map. I really wish they would have kept the zombies for the second half and the boss fight is kind of bullshit. Um, I do like how they take one of your characters so that you have to go and rescue them. So like, hey, you can't leave. You got to save your friend. Fun. But the boss is just so bullshit. There's like What's the boss again, a giant flea. Um, and, and it's like a giant tick. I think his name is Titan. No, I don't know. I think that's the elephant. Oscar the elephant is Titan. I'm trying to terabyte. No, it's the regular ones. Shit, this is going to fucking kill me. As soon as we're done recording, I'm going to remember it. But anyway, um, it's a giant tick, and it, that wouldn't be a problem so much if it weren't for the add-ons that are fucking Sonic spin-dashing on each side of him. <laughs> like, there's just flying <laughs> giant ticks coming oh, down, and they don't stop. That's terrible, bro. Fuck. It's horrible. And in fact, it's so terrible that your auto-aim will always go to them. So it's just like, don't auto-aim with this boss. It's horrible. Anyway, great ending where you leave in the subway. If and you, this if is you your miss- number three, not your number one. So yeah, sorry. Um, and if you don't want to fucking take the subway, you can take the vent if you miss the subway. Anyway, here we go. So my next location, my number two. So you mentioned it earlier, and this is like why I didn't say a lot on it was the Resident Evil Two Lab, the umbrella facility that is, or, or I'm oh I'm so sorry, Hive. Because <laughs> that's okay. That's the called- new fucking name, I think. Or did Wait, they call high? it the hive in, in the game? This is so confusing because in Outbreak, the hospital is called the hive. In Resident Evil, the movie, that facility is called the hive. Um, in the second remake, the lab is now renamed the hive. And then in remake three, it's hive two. 
Because it's a totally different hive. Because that one's under the hospital for some reason. I don't know. Bro, thank God there wasn't like a sinkhole <laughs> in, in Raccoon with all these fucking like hives. What do you mean? There were sinkholes. Where do you think Gravedigger comes out of? Like, <gasps> <laughs> like so that. sense. That and in RE2 remake, they literally say that the lab causes sinkholes. That's why Ada and Ben Bordalucci, Bordalucci are, are aware of it in the first place because it's causing sinkholes around the city. So, like, it does. It's just nobody gives a shit. Isn't that great? <laughs> Brother just pays him. But to get back to, to the RE2 lab, I would like to say this is my favorite iteration of, of a laboratory in Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. um, most of the games will end in some sort of lab. But I think that the Resident Evil 2 lab has such a great construction to it in the sense that, like, there is a center pillar. Right. The main focal point is that pillar. If you if you want me to like a location, give me landmarks. I do love me some landmarks. They make it so much easier for me to get around. Um, the stairs, main foyer in RE1, I would say the main foyer, the fucking side room where Barry gives you the ammo in RE1, like, there's lots of rooms that I just immediately know in my head, okay, this is where everything is. Right, and I right, think right. RE2 Lab does that very well because it's like, you start at a center, two branching paths, red, blue. <laughs> so you already know what fucking wing you are at all times. Like, it, it's just constantly a reminder. I... You know, and once you get to the giant vagina plant, like you just really know forgetting plant where the 43. giant vagina plant is. Plant 43, which is pretty sick. I'm not going to lie. That was a fun little thing there. Um, that's when the ivy starts showing up. And just when you thought you had, you'd had, you seen all the weird shit, right? Then a new enemy shows up. And that's such a great feeling, too. And you're right. When you mentioned it before, it's like you, you go through the marshalling yard and it's like, oh, my gosh. I don't know where the fuck we're going, but we feel like we're close, right? We've got to be towards the end. It's, it's building up to this. So you get into this lab and you're like, oh, man, this is totally where all this evil shit was going on. All the fucking, like, plot lines kind of converge. So you get to sort of see where the other scenario is, where you never got anything of what the fuck was right. going on with them almost the whole game. So that's why the monitor room is so fucking cool. And the elevator, where my favorite thing is, like, when when Claire is like, Leon? And then Leon looks in the elevator like, fuck, is Claire in the fucking elevator with me? It's like, Le Leon, it's it's a radio. Like, you can obviously hear it's a radio. Hold on, Claire's here! It's <laughs> no, just no, all you need, all you need really... Leon, it's Otacon. She's wearing one of the yeah. stealth suits in the elevator with you. <laughs> the zombies have stealth suits. Get out of there. Ooh. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah. They're no. wired with I, nanomachines. <laughs> this was one thing that I didn't like um, that the remake took out of Resident Evil 2, actually. Of Resident Evil 2. Oh, hey, for once, we're talking about something Resident Evil 2 didn't include and not Resident <laughs> Evil 3 remake. Oh, my God. But um, the fact that Leon goes to get Sherry out of the the um, office room right. because Claire is like, Leon, there's a fucking little girl in that storage room. Can you please go get her? And he's like, fucking oh, my kids. God. No way. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I left my new girlfriend. <laughs> and he goes back, Ada. Oh, like, but it's really cool that, that that kind of connectivity is there, that they do talk to each other and Leon actually helps Claire. You know, I don't know. It's a neat thing to have there. Hey, that rhymed. Um, it's it, I don't know. It's it's the epitome of the Resident Evil lab for me, and that that's where I'll leave it there. That's a that's a good place to leave it at. Also, All it right. gives us an evolution of of liquors. 
Because, like, the first liquors we see in the police station are, like, really red. And oh, yeah, just, the evolved liquors. Right. And the evolved liquors, I think, have more health. Yes. Yes, they do. But it's kind of weird because you wouldn't notice. You want to know why you wouldn't notice? Because if you're using what? the super shotgun, you just got a damage increase at the same time they got a health increase. So it's basically the same. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting, but that's super. That's where also where you get the fucking weapon locker key, and that's yep. an amazing thing. Oh my god, the the multiple ways that a net can eat it and Ada. Like this is where everything connects, and there's multiple. Man, the scenario system was so cool. Like the zapping system, bring it back, make a DLC, and fucking like fix that. Ah, oh, whatever. That makes no sense, but I would love to see it. <laughs> Modders, please fix the zapping system. It's up uh, to you. Do you have any honorable mentions? So, um, I don't think I do. Um, I think I have one honorable mention, and that's kind of it. Uh, mainly because the, we're okay. So we're gonna have a whole thing about this. But my my honorable mention is going to be Uptown Downtown, the beginning part of Resident Evil Three. Okay. Like, because I think it's such a very cool way of making an open city into a mansion. I use quotation marks in the sense that there's locked doors and you have to return to places and you're opening up the city. And that's such right. a cool idea. And I, I, I really do appreciate that. The reason why it's not on my list is because, man, I get lost. I get lost there's so fast. There's not a lot of landmarks. That is, that is the issue. In fact, I get lost in the same place, and I'll tell you where it is, which you'd be like, hey, Bone, why do you get lost if you know where this fucking place is every time? I just don't see it. So you know in that area with the hopscotch? Yeah, the three-way uh, intersection. Yeah, I never realize it's a three-way. I always think that when you go up the <laughs> stairs, the only other way is forward. So I'm like, where the fuck is this other door? And I have to run towards the camera, and I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't realize that. So that that's why there's just what there's a couple little things like that where I'm just an idiot. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see that. There's also a lot of lore because my list is filled with things that have a lot of lore and, and like environmental storytelling. And Uptown Downtown has it with Dario and the girl that's running to Dario. We're led to believe it's his daughter. Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, they both fucking die and you come back and it's like. You know, the city's crumbling and you yeah. get to see a passage of time, which in a PS1 game is fucking revolutionary. Yeah, I was about to say Resident Evil 3 did that extremely well in the sense that like, a pa yeah, a passage of time. You felt like we're in the later stages. If you play Resident Evil 1 or 2 and get to the lab and then go back as far as you can, nothing changes. It's not like anything adapts or like any passage of time has happened. Resident Evil 3 does that exceptionally well with the fucking rain in the park, Dario. It leaves multiple things for you to go, okay, this happened. If you come back, something else maybe. And it does. Right. So it's actually really good in that sense. I just get lost. So let's go ahead and talk about my number one. Um, I, I feel like we all know what it is. Yeah. So I feel like I've, I'm a little bit... I don't want to say cheating or or feeling like I'm picking a cheap option because, yeah, no shit. But, like, we have to talk about the RPD on this episode. There's yeah. no way we can't talk about the RPD on this fucking episode, right? Arguably the most, the most important character in Resident Evil 2 and 3 combined. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, people would say that the city itself, which I would agree with that because it's a little bit more of a deeper character in terms of dimensions. But yes, yes, the fucking RPD is such a, a, a constant in two and three that you return to it in three. Absolutely. And also an outbreak. Uh, what was it? Uh, Desperate Times? Oh, Desperate. No. We don't talk about Desperate Times. It is Desperate Times. It, I mean, no, I, we, it is Desperate Times if we did talk about it. Why are we not talking about it? What's wrong with Rita finding a that way? That fucking gas. That gas is not cool. <laughs> that gas stops me from picking that goddamn scenario again. <laughs> I'm just saying I love going back to the RPD, but you're making it kind of annoying because I can't go where I want to go and have to wait for a few minutes before I can actually go through the door. It's a right. cool idea, and I love the lore it builds. Absolutely. Marvin, Rita, uh, the other two guys that I'm forgetting their names. That Oh, God. You know what I'm talking about? The guy who gets eaten in half in RE2 remake. Elliot. Elliot. Thank you so much. Elliot, he's in there, by the way. Like yeah. the, All those officers, they're in desperate times, and it's cool to see you know the officers around. But again, I would like to focus on the RPD as you come into it in Resident Evil 2. We can get mm. into it how you go into it in Resident Evil 3 if you'd like to, but I'd like to start no, with Resident Evil 2. better because 3 is just like, oh, let's get the grenade launcher and get out of here. It Or or something else, too. I think you can also right, get the Right, but then you restart the game because it's terrible to have the Magnum. Well, all right. I just <laughs> take what I get with that fucking game. But I one thing I will say, though, about Jill being there it was more impactful that Jill was there and not Carlos in the RE3 make. Yeah. Because it's Jill going back to her place of work, and it's like, oh, this is emotional for her. Could you imagine if she saw Brad eating Marvin? That would have been more interesting. I don't know. Cause, like, that would have fucked with her if she had to kill Brad. W again, but Brad wasn't really even Brad. In three make, he was just a very brave guy that was friends with Jill, and it's like his name is Chicken Heart Vickers. Yeah. Like he has one character trait. One. I will say this. <laughs> and you won't even do it. I will say this: the one thing I love about Carlos being in the RPD is him making fun of all the bullshit in RPD. Yeah, it is a weird fucking door. If taking pictures killed those things, I'd be set. You know, nah. things like that. Yeah, remind me of a series that is only now getting released in America. Um, anyway, but again, the RPD is such a great expansion of the Spencer Mansion in right. the sense that, like, it has that central foyer. It has the east and west wing. It. I love the fucking excuse slash uh, um, context that it was once a museum. It just yeah. explains a lot of the, the kind of building layout. It adds a certain elegance to the building as well. Um, you, you go in and it basically allows you to do the Spencer Mansion, but with more verticality and kind of definitely more things going on between getting around in those. You're able to hop up things. You're able to go through a shoot in the gear room. Like I Like, you do a lot of shit to get around in RPD, and there's so many different paths because of that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, like, for example, if I were to compare RE1's uh, West Wing and then RE2's West Wing, like, you'll see, like, to the left, there's the dining room, and then it just kind of leads up, and then there's that hallway there. It's really only one way to go. But then you look at the RPD, and then there's the first door, and then there's the other door where you find Marvin. So there's just two different paths to go around at all times. The right. the 
The RPD is such a fucking masterclass in level design that it holds up to this fucking day and is almost used exactly in the remake, save for closing some doors off. And we've seen it also, like, brought back for everything. We're seeing it for our reverse whenever that comes out. We saw it in (laughs) Umbrella Core, which nobody plays. And, uh, you know, it's, it's probably the most impressive thing of Resident Evil. Everybody knows the RPD, right? Like, every, granted, people know the mansion, but people really know the RPD. It's one of mm. the reasons why the Welcome to Raccoon City movie showcased it so much. Right, right. It, it, it's, yeah, as you mentioned before in the beginning, like, it, it is the centerpiece of the Raccoon City incident. Like, all, all the main stories happen in the police station first. And, yeah, it's and all I, Birkin and Iron's fault. And it uses zombies so well. It's not just, hey, the zombies are in the room. That's it. Like, the way they can break in through the windows, the way that their hands grab you in that one hallway on the left, like... They just use that element so much better, like extinguishing the fire for the helicopter and blowing up a wall with C4. And there's just a lot of shit in, in our. I feel like I'll be here forever. But I'm going to give you a chance to talk about things you like. No, no. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up, because you're talking about the zombies. Uh, so when we all played Resident Evil 1, like the most amount of zombies we saw in a room was maybe three. Oh, oh, yeah, in terms then, of just the sheer volume, yeah. And then we go to the east hallway for the first time, and you just see seven or eight of them all coming at you. Yeah, oh, you my God, either, yes. You could either fight them all, or you could go into the double door, and you're like, you go through the double door, and sure enough, there's one plane dead in the far left, and uh-huh. uh, in the far right, and then you have like two or three more all around there. You're fucking terrified, man. Like, it's terrifying. But don't worry. If Claire or Leon checks it, they'll let you know it's nothing interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It always just blows my mind. The place is just covered in blood. Eh, it's fine. It's normal. This is this is how the RPD looked normally. I don't know. <laughs> it's like one of my very I hate to be like an a, like an old hat, but the I was playing Resident Evil 1 and I took Chris Redfield to the to where you get the old key in the bathroom and I was examining the toilet and he just said yeah. nothing useful. And I always yeah. I chuckle out of that. You don't think a toilet's useful, Chris? Yeah. You got to go sometime, bro. So if you watch any of my Resident Evil 1 playthroughs, I mention it every time, too. It's just so weird that they're like, I can't use a toilet. Really? Okay. Uh, but I'll back to the RPD, I do want to mention, because not only is it well laid out with the zombies and how they come out and stuff like that, you never... I'm going to go ahead and amend this. Your first time playing, you never knew which walls were breakable. Because Mr. X will show you that there were some walls that I guess were breakable this whole time. And they did such a good job with those jump scares. The one that's, um, first one is a liquor actually in the fucking, uh, in the interrogation room. Then right outside the interrogation room after you solve the gear puzzle, Mr. X breaks that wall down, the press room. Then after that, there's the fucking clock, the, the crank room where you have to put the gear in and he bursts through that shit. It's like... Fuck, you never know. <laughs> and fuck, even bring in Resident Evil 3, Nemesis. 
Oh when yeah. He bursts in. Like, I, damn. I actually fucking made a meme of you reacting to that. It's one of my favorite videos. You never know what this fucking RPD is like gonna have for you if any of these ball, balls, if any of these balls can come down. <laughs> <laughs> Or be breakable, as I was mixing those words. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm, try- I'm like trying not to go room by room, but the lore is just so well established in just visual storytelling alone. Like, forget about files, because Resident Evil 1 uses a lot about files to kind of fill in the blanks. It's kind of a lot of standard rooms, and the files kind of right. fill in the blanks there. But the RPD has what? The headless cop on the floor with dripping blood above it? I wonder what that could be. Oh, you know? immediately you find out it's a liquor. Exactly. Uh, like uh, the, the welcome, welcome Leon or welcome Leon sign. Being able to tell that Leon's first day. You know what I mean? Star's office. Oh, my God. Yeah. Going back to be able to be like, oh, my gosh, this is where all the characters from the first game worked. And you get to see little details and little characteristics about them. Like more lore building about the characters than the games when the characters come back do. Like, <laughs> and if you press X 50 times on Wesker's desk, you get a file of Rebecca in basketball outfit. That's right. You find out that he was filed for sexual harassment. How interesting. Wesker, but, I mean, you're pitiful. I mean, Wesker is a fucking villain. Chris, and don't asshole, kink shame so. me. <laughs> don't you know, kink you, shame me. You could bear to wear some basketball shorts sometime, Chris. I, w- I wouldn't mind it at least. But uh, <laughs> I'll be damned I, before I let another partner join the BSA basketball team. Basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> What? Shovel. Suck on this. Shovel, watch this. And he throws like a, a freaking like from the free throw. He punches the ball straight up. Oh, and it sinks in. Oh, my gosh. I am so curious about the basketball team in, in on the police team. They There is no basketball court in the there entirety is one. of the, right, no, right in behind the police Kendo's department. Office. But it is in the Kendo. And yes. Okay. It gets confusing because Kendo's is not as close in the original, but it's super fucking close in the remake. But then the basketball court's not behind. Well, you know, it is actually. It is remake. because the truck oh, yeah. on the other side of the truck the, the is Scenario B. Right there is the parking garage. Oh, so I guess they just kind of go there. All right. Just really quick, since we're talking about that basketball court, I love the graffiti. This too shall pass is such a weird thing to be like everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's above the bar in Resident Evil 3 too on the dorsal. I never noticed that until I played the seamless HD version. I was like, what the fuck? Why does it say that? What? Who's doing this? It's a Dawn of the Dead reference. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. How neat. I was like, this is such a weird repetitive theme. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. I, actually, I may be wrong on which of the dead movies it is. Please correct me, those listening out there. But mm. yeah, it's usually that. And when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Oh, that, I knew about that one. That was on the posters a lot. I, I remember yeah, that. That's definitely um, Dawn of the Dead. But the This Too Shall Pass is on a bunch of walls in of the dead movies. Okay, so you know what? You heard it here probably last. <laughs> that's that's where that's from, and I heard it here first. But back to the, the RPD really quick. You got the, the fucking dark room where you just keep mm-hmm. coming back there to get more exposition whenever you find rolls of film. Um, you have the shy Chief statue. Chief Irons room. 
Chief Iron's room, which solidifies that he's like into taxidermy, which kind of is like, oh, that's interesting because there's a dead body on your desk. I don't, right. I don't know if that's related. Um, you know, the little art room in the side where Sherry hides. My favorite thing to do is when Sherry's hiding in the dark next to the straight up treasure chest. Um, <laughs> Sherry's just there on the ground. She's hiding. I always go, I feel something. And I bring the shotgun. <laughs> I just fucking like, or the grenade launcher. And it doesn't hit her, of course, but I know she's there. Anyway, um, sorry. I just want to go through like every fucking room. <laughs> also the parking so lot, the, the prison cells. Bro, it's when, when you play scenario B for the first time and you're like, where am I? What is this place? This was here the whole time? Oh my god, this is where that door went? The zombies went through here. I never went through here. <laughs> Fucking amazing. It was it was up there with res with with Dark Souls. Oh my god, here we go. With Dark Souls when or Demon Souls when you get a, a shortcut and you're like, right. oh my god, this leads back to here. Amazing. <laughs> this is amazing level design. And I my brain came. Like amazing. Well, uh, can you give us your list again? Sure thing. I'm sorry. I feel like I could talk way longer about the RPD just because I love it so much. But we'll talk about it more, I guess, when we do a, if a Resident If you love Evil it so much, special. why don't you marry it? I would if I could, but I can't, so I won't. Do you, RPD building, take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? And then it just breaks. It, 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 just, <laughs> yeah, it just fucking blows up. A wall uh, breaks through. <laughs> all right, anyway, so number five. I'll go through my list. Yeah, I'll go through my list. I'm sorry. Number five, Raccoon Park from Resident Evil 3. Number four, Raccoon Zoo from Outbreak. Um, we got, oh, file two. Sorry, I didn't specify. Uh, the Resident Evil 2 lab, otherwise known as Hive in the remake, but I'm talking about the original lab. That one's my favorite. And then we got, um, I'm sorry, no, it was Underbelly. Sorry, then the RE2 lab. So, sorry, the subway then the RE2 lab, and then number one, the RPD. When we were designing Dario, I specifically said he has <laughs> to be in boxers, but Capcom said no. Okay, first off, D Douglas is awesome, and I don't want him anywhere near as Dario. Douglas is a, <laughs> Douglas Cartland is a fucking badass, and we will talk all about that when we talk about Silent Hill 3. But When, daddy? Well, we'll let you know when over on our Twitter on Eagle and Wolf Podcast over on Twitter. And if you want to yell at us, segue. Yeah, and if you want to yell at us individually, I'm at Bone King TV. But where can they find you? At Adrian Dooliness. I was trying to do a Steve, but I realized I can't do a Steve as well as you. He wasn't in Raccoon City. You can't. No, it no, but count. you were doing Steve. No, that's I not was, Leon. I was that's trying to do Leon. That was, that's not your best. Eight oh wait! Don't shoot! I'm a human. Hold on. Tell him your Twitter handle. It'll be a lot safer. <laughs> Take this. It's my reacts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, no. Where can they fucking find you? <laughs> At Adrian Dulinus on Twitter. All right, fucking radical. I just want to say before. We close out the show. It it has been a wonderful year of recording this show. Um, it is. I love this a, show. I love this show. It's a definite ride. I I it, I always think, okay, I'm gonna have everything be very precise. But man, there's so many tangents when it comes to Resident Evil. Like, damn. <laughs> um, so also, it's just fun. like we keep 
throwing out so many references, I feel we do more references than actual subject matter on the show. I mean, we it's all context. It's all framed. It's all in the building. Y- you walk around our, the, the building that is Eagle and Wolf, and you open a door, and the enemies are references. That's, that's what we want to give you here. You open a door, and you're like, ah, oh, I got to get these fucking references out of the way before I can keep moving. And that, that's the show. <laughs> More than references? <laughs> Again, not Raccoon City, goddammit. Um, but Listen, yeah, I, we will reference fucking Code Veronica as much as possible. You want references? I'll show you references. <laughs> but no, again, I really do appreciate, you know, uh, you being spending the time here and recording with me and nerding out with me about Resident Evil. It is oh, always same a joy. here, buddy. And I thank, thank you, man. I thank everybody who who even listens to this, even if you don't play and you just really like to listen to us ramble on and hopefully we inspire you to play this franchise that we love near and dear and granted last month we did uh top five games that aren't resi well because it was just to make stuff up so like you know expect more of that we'll see what happens next month but uh i i'm fine to keep doing this as long as you're comfortable with it of dude i just said i always have so much fun on this show so obviously i hate it yeah. Um, but we thought, you know, since it's the anniversary, we would stick to Raccoon City, you know, stick to the roots, bring it back to the roots. Um, and, and you know, and I think we, we had a nice little tour of Raccoon City. We visited all the locations and it's hey, getting uh, pretty late, you know? What, um, so I think we should all head home. The, what, what's that? Is that a, is that a shooting star? Damn, I thought, wow, the sky's getting brighter. I, I, I thought it was late, but I didn't realize it was that. Here comes the sun. Do, do, do. <laughs> That's it. I've had it. This time they've gone too far.